This is the When Life Happens podcast, the real podcast all about helping real people overcome real life issues successfully. And since life never stops, let's get after it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I'm your host, William Jackson, and I'm super excited because we have another opportunity to live, learn, and grow together. I believe that the things that we're going to talk about today is literally going to change your life. So I hope you have a notepad or have your notes open up on your phone, something to write with, or just be really good at jotting things down in your mental Rolodex, because the things that we're going to dive into today are literally life-changing. It has changed my entire life. Speaking of change, I oftentimes go back and reflect on how much has changed over time. I was raised in the 80s. I was born in the 80s. And I can vividly go back and see the drastic difference in now and then. We live in this digital age. Everything is at our fingertips. Even the way that we communicate has changed so drastically. I, I don't know if you remember pay phones. Uh, now, my millennials may hear this and be like, what? What is a pay phone? I remember having to go to a pay phone. If I was out and wanted to call somebody and talk to somebody, literally had to go down the street or around the block and find a phone that was in the ground that you had to put quarters into to dial out to make a call or if you you know if you sort of understood how to maneuver some of us would dial collect or you know and just leave a brief message but having to find a pay phone to call somebody because that was the only way that I could communicate when I was out I I remember pagers now I'm dating myself a little bit but I remember somebody when they wanted to contact you would literally have to dial a number and put in a code or a message or they would leave the message on this small device and you would be notified when it start vibrating on your hip. And if you were really cool, you will pull the pager up and you will look at it in the air because everybody didn't have a pager. Then they start, they graduated to, you know, two way pagers. And that's when you got fancy. And I remember a time before cell phones That's so crazy. Before the internet. Like when you really think about that now, having a a point in history where we did not have cell phones, we did not have the internet, our ability to connect with one another was so drastically different. Now, I'm a little biased. I think that, you know, the time back then created a better sense of opportunity for community because people got out and they spent time outside and connected with people and you had to have actual conversations and not just emojis and tweets, but things have changed. We have access to so many devices that makes communication so quick 
so immediate that oftentimes we lose the aspect of authenticity within our communication. I remember at my grandmother's house, there was one phone on the, on the, on the bottom floor and it was in the kitchen on the wall. And this phone had a cord attached to it that was probably 476 feet because you could take this one phone and you would dial the number out and you could walk this phone from the dining room to the kitchen to the living room to the bathroom upstairs into the attic and come all the way back down because this cord was so long it could reach all throughout the house. Times have changed in how we communicate. Now, we have all of these gadgets and all of these things that make communicating so very easy. And I'll be the first to say, I love gadgets. I absolutely love them. I am a infomercials dream. I am an advocate traveler down the ass scene on TV aisle. And when I see things that I don't need, somehow it makes sense that I should have a spatula that's a flashlight that could also button my shirt and tie my shoes at the same time. That just makes sense. I don't know why, but it's a gadget. It seems like it does something that um, somehow makes it appealing to me. I want it. So, uh, you know, my wife has to stay on me when I'm around gadgets because I'll just start picking stuff up. Anyway, I realize that all of these gadgets that we have available for us has changed how we communicate. For instance, I remember being on the elevator with a gentleman and um, we were quiet. You know, I did my initial greetings on the elevator. I am that guy that gets on the elevator and, hey, how you doing? How was your week? How was everything? Awesome. Sounds good. Did you enjoy it? Sweet. I'm that guy. And I remember after my first initial greetings, you know, you hit that sort of weird silence on an elevator where nobody's talking and you're like, okay, just waiting on your floor and you're just waiting for this moment to pass because now it's gotten a little weird. And all of a sudden in this weird silence, the gentleman just starts talking very aggressively just in random phrases. We went from silence to no. Yep. Uh, I don't know about that. Now, that's just stupid. Now, when he said that, I said, okay, now, hold on. Now, I didn't ask you no questions. I, 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 didn't, I didn't address you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And somehow, you are out here just going in for absolutely no reason. So, I had to, like, who are you talking to, sir? And he turned his head. And I saw that he had an AirPod in the ear that I couldn't see. Now, I love AirPods. I'm an AirPod advocate. Uh, Apple, if you, you're listening to this and you would like to, you know, develop a partnership and, you know, we can work something out. Beep, 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 beep. But I am a AirPod advocate. I love them. I literally love them. I have them in my ear, you know, pretty much all day at some point in time throughout the day. And he showed me his AirPod, and I was like, oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. But times have changed 
that now you could be talking to somebody just with one small earbud in your ear. And if people can't see it, you'll look like you're talking to yourself. Now, I'll let you know a little secret. A lot of times for me, I process out loud, right? Like I just talk, I talk things through. It's how I gain clarity. Um, You know, even when I'm praying, you know, I talk audibly out loud. So a lot of times when I'm talking or I'm processing, I'll put my AirPods in because while I'm having this conversation with myself, I don't want you to think I'm crazy. So if you see me out and I'm talking, you know, I, could be talking to someone and I might not be, we'll never know. But at any rate, the way that we communicate has changed. And I started taking notice with not just the way that I communicate with people, but the way that I was communicating or that I started to see people communicating with themselves. It has changed over time. We live in this day and age where things have to be immediate. And if it's not immediate, it's a failure. Or if things doesn't happen for you, if things don't happen in that same moment, or if you don't pray, if if when you pray, it doesn't happen right then. Or if you don't submit your resume and you don't get a call back right then, or if you make the investment and you don't see a return right then, if you do something, you don't see it right then, automatically our mind goes to, it didn't work. It's a failure. I need to abort because everything is so quick. Even our communication, how we talk and the things that we say, it's so quick and it's so fast and it's so immediate. And because we live in this quick, fast, in a hurry society and day and age, it's very easy for us to regurgitate how we're feeling versus properly processing the things that's in our mind and our heart and our emotions so that we can adequately determine what is truth and what is false. We are so quick to agree with our feelings. It is so easy to feel a certain way and then agree with that, and that becomes our reality. It's so easy to feel uh, like you're under the weather and then you automatically start speaking that, oh, I think I'm coming down with something. I think I'm getting sick. Oh, I might have COVID. It's very easy to start speaking the things that we're feeling or the things that we see or the things that someone else said about us. And when we agree with those and give life to those by speaking those things, because everything starts with a thought. And the way that we give our thoughts direction are by the words that we speak then we start to establish a reality and a truth. We start building a truth on falsehood because we didn't take the time to process enough to say, okay, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? How am I seeing it? And how am I approaching it? Because the truth of the matter is, and I'll tell myself, for the longest time, I was very bad 
at talking good to myself. I was very bad at talking good to me. Now, when it came to other people, I was always able to find the silver lining, to give perspective and understanding, to be able to extend grace and to make people feel better about themselves or their situations. But when it came to me, I somehow would adopt a reality based on what I felt about the particular moment or situation, whether it be if there was a mistake where I felt ashamed or I felt guilty or whether my situation wasn't changing quick enough. And the longer you sit in a situation, the easier it is for you to adopt whatever state you're in as reality. That's the part that they don't tell you. You know, they say, you got to believe, you got to believe. Yeah, but if you've been sitting in this thing for 5, 10, 15 years, it is easy for that faith, that hope to start to deteriorate. And once we get in that place where we start agreeing with our feelings, then we're in a world of trouble. You know, I, it was funny with the gentleman on the elevator when he starts saying things like, well, that's just stupid. I took offense because for some reason, and even though there was nothing correlating to that statement, I felt like he was talking to me and I took it as an insult. But then I started to process how many times I had my AirPod conversations and I talked to myself in the same manner. You know, it's like if someone spills a drink, if you are sitting at a restaurant, you know, I told you in the last episode, me and my wife are foodies. We like to go to restaurants and we like to try new foods. But if you're sitting at a restaurant and you waste a drink and it spills all over the table, nine times out of ten, your first initial reaction for, for the person who wasted the drink is say, oh, no, it's okay, it's okay. And you start to help and you start to wipe it up and you start, no, don't worry about it. It's okay, we'll get another drink. But if you waste a drink, First things out of your mouth or what? Nah, that was just stupid. Why would I do that? How could I do that? That was just dumb. Because it's very easy to see things through the lens of our experience in a negative light when we're talking about ourselves. Now, if someone else insults you, you can take offense to it. But if you stop and take an honest assessment of how you talk to you, how you address yourself in your mind, in your heart, what are the things that you say on a consistent basis? Can you say that you talk well about you and to you? Or is it very easy for you to regurgitate your experience or how you feel about the things that have happened and adopt that as reality. I recently did this two-day seminar and I was speaking to these groups of individuals, high executive professionals in various different areas within an organization, right? 
and I was talking to them on the basis of affirmations and declarations and how the words that you speak have a direct correlation to your productivity and to your ability to be effective in whatever you do, whether it's business, whether it's love and relationships, whether it's family, whether it's as a parent, whether it's as a friend, the words that you speak give your thoughts direction, which then govern your emotions and dictate your actions. So I was talking to these executives and these vice presidents and all of these extraordinary individuals. And we were talking about how easy it is to get in the habit of serving other people, but not taking the time to pour back in to the vessel that we are pouring from. It's very easy to give all of you to other people. Have you ever been there? Because I have, where I've been in a state where I gave everything I had to everybody that I was connected to, to everybody that I loved, and I gave it to them, and I poured, and I poured, and I poured. And then I realized that I was operating from a deficit, and I was trying to maintain high productivity, but I was empty. And in my empty spaces, my communication began to change. It's funny how your communication is oftentimes correlated to where you are mentally, emotionally. And we, if we're being honest, a lot of times we communicate from a reactive standpoint to life. We talk about how we feel. Oh, I feel great today. It's going to be a great day. Oh, I I feel I'm feeling a little under the weather. Uh, Today's going to be a tough one. We talk about our feelings versus taking the proactive approach that before I even address how I feel, I set the tone with what I say. You know, the saying goes that if you don't have anything nice to say, Don't say anything at all. Now, it's funny because if you were ever in a place where someone was talking to you disrespectfully or they got loud with you or you've ever been in a place where you've experienced bad customer service, I digress for a moment. Customer service is so huge and important for me. I cannot stand when I go into places where there is awful customer service, where you got attitude, where you're talking negatively, or all of your energy says that I don't want to be here. Here's the truth. You chose this job. I didn't choose this. I didn't show up at your house, throw you in a car, drive you to a facility, make you fill out an application, and show up there for work. I didn't tell you to do it. Now, granted, we've all been in places and spaces where this may not be where I want to be. But if I don't approach today like this could be the day that my life changes forever, I'll never get out of where I am today. 
And a lot of that has to do with the things that we continuously speak out of our mouths and agree with. Here's my question for you. What agreements have you made lately with yourself? What are the things that you have agreed with by allowing certain communication to travel out of your mouth? How often do you take the time to pour back into you, to speak well over you, to affirm you? Now, I know some of you may be great at doing it for others. You feel like that people always come to you for advice or perspective, and you always are at a place where you're pouring into people. But how often do you take the time to pour into you first? Because the truth of the matter is life is very much like or can be like a turbulent flight. Not too long ago, uh, my family, we went to, took a trip to Florida. And while we were on the plane, this was our first time that our little guy was on a flight. And he was super excited. I mean, just beaming with excitement. And then all of a sudden, we hit turbulence. And things got a little shaky. And the flight attendant always tells you in a situation where you hit extreme turbulence and the mask overhead start to fall down, what do they tell you? To put your mask on first. Even though you know that there are people who are counting on you, there are people that you have oversight over, there are people that you love, that you want to help, you are no good to anyone if you can't Take the time to make sure that you are good. Because if you pass out, you are no good to anybody. And a lot of times that's how we are with our communication is we do it so well for everyone else that we don't take the time to pour back into us. So I'm going to give you some tools on how to gauge if your communication is setting you up for success or failure based on the things that you are saying to yourself. So if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And if you're writing or you're taking notes, I want you to write down the word nice in big, bold letters. But I want you to write it down, either down vertically or horizontally with enough space for you to write it out as an acronym. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you first don't have anything that's nurturing to say, don't say anything at all. If you aren't speaking in a way that you are nurturing the gifts, the talents, the possibilities that are locked on the inside of you, then don't say anything at all. You need to get to a place where you are nurturing, which means to care for or to encourage the growth and development of 
your purpose, your destiny, your dreams, and your goals? Are you nurturing? When you are speaking about yourself, are you encouraging the growth and development of you personally, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially? Are you nurturing the true core of who you are? Because if you don't have anything nice to say, then maybe we shouldn't say anything at all. The next thing, if you don't have anything intentional to say, I can't tell you how many times we waste words where we just say things out of our mouths that are not intentionally directed to help us accomplish our goals, where we just waste moments and opportunities to speak life and we agree with our situation, our feeling, our surroundings, with culture that says that you can't do it, that you won't be it. If you don't have anything intentional to say, then you shouldn't say anything at all because the worst thing that you can do is speak something without intention and cost yourself all of the momentum that you were trying to build to accomplish your dreams by adopting someone else's thought process, by adopting someone else's feelings, by adopting someone else's opinions. If you don't have anything intentional to say, then just don't say anything at all. Because if you just so happen to haphazardly agree with how you feel on a random day, then guess what? You are setting yourself up for failure. We have to be into the place where we are constantly speaking with intentionality. I don't let certain things come out of my mouth. I don't let them come out of my mouth. I won't say that I'm sick. I won't say that I will never. I don't say that I can't. Because I know that when I speak, there is a cause and effect. So I have to be intentional with my words, just like you have to be intentional with your vehicle when you are driving on the road. You can't just switch lanes without a blinker. Because the tendency or the propensity is you can cause an accident. And if you are not intentional about your words, guess what? You can accidentally talk yourself into something that now is going to take much time, energy, and effort to work out of. Here's the next thing. If you don't have anything that's cultivating to say, don't say anything at all. What does it mean to cultivate? To cultivate means to prepare. When you think about those who are gardeners or farmers, they cultivate the land. They prepare it for planting and for gardening. And if you don't have anything that cultivates you, that is constantly preparing you for the next stage for success, that's constantly preparing you for your dreams and for your goals, if you don't have anything to say to yourself that is preparing you for the life that you want to live, that is preparing you for fulfillment, that's preparing you for the love and the relationship that you desire, that's preparing you for happiness and peace and financial stability. If you don't have anything that is cultivating you, don't say anything at all. I really, really hope that you are getting something out of this because once I grasp this, It shifted the trajectory of my entire life. Here's the last one. If you don't have anything empowering 
to say. Don't say anything at all. If you don't have anything that empowers you, don't say anything at all. If you don't have anything that gives you the authority that promotes a level of confidence to accomplish your dreams, your goals, and everything that you were created to do and accomplish, don't say anything at all. How often do you intentionally empower yourself? When you see something that you need to accomplish and you see something that needs to take place and you yourself look for external circumstances to give you the strength and the confidence and empower you to do it. Here's the truth. External motivation will only last for a moment. If you are trying to build a life, a business, or anything successful on the basis of other people or external circumstances, then you are building on a faulty and shaky foundation. Because once the external motivator is cut off, then you lose all momentum. You have to have something on the inside of you that ignites you, that empowers you, that gives you the confidence and the drive to keep going when you don't want to, that gives you the drive to push past how you feel, to push past what you see, that gives you the drive to accomplish everything that you were created to accomplish. You have to have that internal motivation because internal motivation is what makes you successful. Because support, is an accessory. People cheering for you and people coming behind you and patting you on the back and saying that you can do it, that's an accessory. But you have to empower yourself to say, there is nothing that will stop me from being successful. I have everything I need inside of me to succeed. I deserve to win. I will win. And no matter what comes my way, I will overcome and I will succeed because that is what I was created to do. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I hope that you found this episode both impactful and inspiring. Before you go, like and share the show, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, rate us and review us on all podcast platforms. Your engagement helps us reach more people and create a better show. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you're interested in more resources and tools of how to live a fulfilled life and step fully into your purpose or purchase your copy of the life-changing book, When Life Happens, head over to www.theofficialwilliamjackson.com for more information. Until next time, keep rising, keep thriving. And remember that no matter what life throws your way, you have everything inside of you you need to overcome and succeed when life happens.